Dante. And this is Cheating on Fear. We are on the road. Yeah! Yeah, our first location shoot. <laughs> and Such where as are it we? Is. We are in Alberta, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> or more specific. As opposed to Alberta, New York. We're near the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. In oh. fact, we can see them from our windows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, so cool. Yes. Um, this is my first time. Your first time ever in Alberta? Ever in Alberta. Cool. Yeah. My first time where we are currently. Well, yeah, you've... But you've, I've been to Alberta many You've times. been to other parts of Alberta. But that's it. We want to do a little little road trip. Mm-hmm. A little getaway. Yeah, and, and we are talking this week about toxic noise and the nature pill. Yeah, I think we took a big fat nature pill today. Oh. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> so, Dante, tell me, what are some of the noises in your everyday life that you find unpleasant chaotic noise okay like what like if my kids are having some device time and they're all watching something different (laughs) not with headphones right because they can't agree on a television show yeah so you know they're lined up on the couch do they do all three of them like not have headphones and then just watch all different stuff i would rather yes that's what they do (laughs) i would i but i would rather them be listening to it than putting headphones on and then potentially damaging their ears or having the listening level like, I'd have to be checking on them a lot more to make sure that they're not, like... Right, okay. Or give them really crappy headphones that just don't deliver Don't go sound. that loud, yeah. But, yeah, they sit there next to each other, like, on the couch, mm-hmm. all watching three different things. And it's just noise. Right. You know, beep, boop, bop, like, yeah, kid yeah, yeah. TV show noise times three, I, and nothing's discernible. I've noticed now that my children are, are adults, that if I go to somebody's house that has small children, and they're small enough children to have those... Those all the toys that make all the noises, like yes. they all make the little songs, and the, and it's just like, oh. Yeah, those batteries died very quickly in my house, <laughs> and oops, we I can't would, find any more. Yeah, sorry. It, it was you can only use the one it came with. Sorry. Yeah. What about um? Have you had like? Have you ever had like neighbors that party kind of loud? Well, my new neighbors mm-hmm. uh, moved in, and the house had a pool. And it still has a pool. Still, I mean, but... it still has a pool. We'll see how long that lasts. No. Um, and they're young, like younger than you or I. And Like they're in their early 30s. Yeah, yeah. and newlyweds. And yeah. they have a lot of people over making in, an enjoyment of that of that pool. Yeah. But they seem to be pretty respectful. Like yeah. it doesn't generally go too, too late into the night and they're okay. Your neighbors, on the other hand, oh seem to God. have... And you're like 20 feet away from them. I have from backyard window. neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like... They've got a pool. They've got a pool and they are so... They seem to have like giant parties, which I'm sure are illegal. Yeah. COVID hasn't slowed that down. No. Um, What about um, if one of your neighbors like starts mowing their lawn too early? In my current neighborhood, they're pretty good about that. We generally, nobody's out doing loud noise-making things earlier than about 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. But, but it's amazing the, the, 
the reaction that people have. Everybody goes like, like what, what are what you doing? What the fuck is that? Like, I, I'm, I'm like that. If somebody starts mowing their lawn at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning, I'm like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Wow. Are you new to the planet? Like, well, it's just so, I, that kind of noise is just so inconsiderate in my opinion. Yeah. It's just not, it's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to mow my lawn right now. Yeah. It's eight it, o'clock and I feel like mowing yeah. and this is what's happening. You know, so, um, what about, what about construction? Hmm. I don't live in a big city. Uh, I feel like if we lived in Toronto or New York or something like that, then there'd be a lot of that big, big construction noise. And if what about you, when we were downtown a couple of weeks ago? Well, that's what I was thinking yeah. about, right? They were doing a demolition of, of oh a God. property in Yorkville, <laughs> and there were I, there was like a giant mirror. It was like a forty foot high mirror that they were tearing down, and it was just shattering and clinking, and yeah. there's all sorts of like jackhammers and mm-hmm. diggers and just all this stuff like as a construction worker working on that i can't imagine how they deal with well that. most of them wear ear protection but i guess that's yeah. true too um how about and i guess with the big city like sirens mm-hmm. and you know to me it always stresses me out because especially if you can hear like two or three of them well yeah this morning there was a couple of sirens yeah and you think in my mind, I'm like, oh no, something bad has yeah. happened to someone. Yeah. And I can't sleep now because yeah. I'm upset. Because it, it might be coming to you. What? Well, I, I would hope that it's, I would hope to know <laughs> if it's me or not. <laughs> like wake up and half my body's gone. Um, what about airplanes? Do you find that, you don't live near an airport though, do no. you? No. Well, my last house was on a flight path for a municipal airport. Oh, okay. So it was just, it was small planes. Occasionally you would get like a, like a, executive commuter jet would come in mm-hmm. and they were very very loud because uh, the house was right on the approach so that planes oh, were quite so low, were low at that point oh wow yeah. and well when we were over at my my friend's place in the neighborhood oh, yeah right and i was like i don't miss this at all no a few planes <laughs> used to be at night like there wouldn't be any traffic but now there are planes flying at night right yeah, and, yeah yeah and so that was always bothersome but big like jet airplanes mm-hmm. that would be a problem and and here in our part of canada they have a, a a noise ordinance on the airport so there aren't any flights between like 1 a.m and 4 a.m or something like that specifically right. to try Which is and still deal with that fairly late it is still fairly late and i mean i've gotten on planes at midnight or twelve fifty-five, and you think that's like people live around here yeah, that's the people that live in the, around the toronto airport in mississauga yeah. And stuff, yeah that's that's not i wouldn't want um that. It, it negatively affects your property values, to be honest. Oh, it would, like yeah. That. Because who wants to... If you're not used to it and you walk in as a new home buyer, you're like, what the fuck is this? I don't yeah, want this. And can you imagine, like, you go to a house and you're like, this house is beautiful. But, like, it was, uh, like, in a gap between when planes were flying and then you move in and all of a sudden all these planes, you're like, what the fuck is this? Do you remember that scene from Seven? The, where, like the Brad Pitt where, movie? Yeah, where Morgan Freeman goes over to Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow's apartment and he's like oh this is really nice and then all of a sudden the place starts rumbling and it's because they live on a subway line or a a train right line yeah and they didn't know that the the because they were talking about how the real estate agent brought them purposely in between trains and showed them the apartment they were like this is beautiful and then they move in and and they have to fucking hold shit down every like 45 minutes or every hour on the hour i'm out of there Oh my god! I would never well, stay. I mean, there were lots of reasons why they had to get the fuck out of that city. But well, yeah. if you haven't seen Seven, go ahead and see. All right, it. let me just put that one on the list here. <laughs> um, but speaking of trains, 
that one is actually a soothing one for me because I grew up in a fairly small town and um, and it was an, far enough in the distance the trains would go by and I wouldn't notice them except at night when I was mm-hmm. in my room and my window kind of backed out onto the the train tracks and it was like I say it was quite a ways away mm-hmm. um, but that always felt like home to me was hearing that train in the distance and when I moved out that was when I started putting the TV on to fall asleep yeah yeah that's when I started doing that I it was it's the worst habit ever but that's when I started doing that because I was so it was so difficult for me to fall asleep without the trains mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> um I notice at my work there it's a very very noisy environment mm-hmm. and you can hear people shouting and swearing and yelling and it's I find it really upsetting yeah. really stressful we did yesterday when we was it yesterday when we were, were at the pe- restaurant no where were those where those guys were Oh, yeah. We were at a photo spot out here, and there was seven or eight, like, young They men. were probably early 20s. Yeah. yeah, and they were just hooting and hollering oh, my God. and jumping up and down. And, you're- and you have to understand, like, this is like the Rocky Mountains with glacier lakes, and it's absolutely gorgeous, stunningly gorgeous. You want to take a photo, and these guys are screaming and yelling and shoving each other and taking, and, like, walking 10 meters away and taking a piss off the side. And it's like, go somewhere we can't see you. Yeah, and like and for 20 minutes. shut the fuck up. Shut up. Yeah, for a long time. We waited a long time. And we kind of walked in, took our picture, got back in our car, got the fuck out of there. Like, we, yeah. we didn't need to take 400 <laughs> no, shots. There was an Australian you know? couple there who were like, do you want us to take a picture? Like, no, we're good. Thanks. Yeah, Thank you. We'll, <laughs> we'll suffer with the selfie. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had those four people in the restaurant that were... Oh my god! So yeah, last... talking so loudly and obnoxiously. They were talking about foreskins oh and, and and like Pakistan is like a metropolitan area in the Middle East, like just all sorts of just weird, weird, just shit. dumbass, shit. just saying dumbass shit. It was you know it was. Thank God the food was good though. It was really good. <laughs> You haven't had a decent craft beer out here, but... No, Alberta, step up your game. What is going on here? Wow, you're going to get some hate from yeah, Alberta. Yeah, go on. Send I'm it sure to info I'm... at cheatingonfear.com. Send the hate <laughs> about craft beer. <laughs> Do better. Do better, Alberta. I'll tell Ontario you though, and BC are kicking your ass. I'll tell you, though, your ginger beer is fantastic. Yeah, there's some good ginger beer at a local brewery here. Um, so, toxic noise is a thing. Yeah. And like absolutely a thing, and and I would argue that toxic noise can also include unpleasant smells and sights. So aren't, aren't those different senses though? They are, but it's it's all kind of like noise in your brain. But I'm that, okay. that's just my own stuff. I have absolutely no scientific backup for that. But okay. part of the noise that I find at at work is like the noise. The 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 actual noise goes with. Like really off-putting smells and like oh my god, like stop. Um, I don't know if you uh, if you've heard of this guy, but Dr. Greg Wells, um, he does a lot on of of work on basically like human optimization. Okay. And, right, and he's really great. He's a really great speaker, and he 
he talked about something. I, I saw him speak um, a couple of years ago, and he talked a lot about um, this distraction, this constant, um, like, distraction mode that we are in all the time. Yeah. And, and he talked about how toxic our phones are for noise. And he was like, everything, every time that thing pings you, every time it makes a noise, you get a, a little squirt of cortisol into your bloodstream. Right. Which, by the way, is one of the two stress hormones. Cortisol is one. Adrenaline is the other one. Right. Um, and you get a little squirt of cortisol into your bloodstream. And what cortisol is basically causes physiological changes in your body to allow you to do your fight or flight if that's what you need to do. Right. And, but we are not built to have constant squirts of cortisol into our bloodstream all the time. No. And so there are a lot of deleterious long-term health effects to having all of this cortisol squirting into our bloodstream all the time. So, um, you know, problems with learning and cognition, um, children have a hard time developing, their reading scores are lower, um, our blood pressure goes up. The um, risk of fatal heart attacks goes up um, from this extra cortisol and adrenaline. And a lot of it comes from this noxious environmental noise that we are experiencing all the time. We have this steady exposure. And we, the crazy thing is that we barely notice it mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. We don't, we are so attenuated to it. And um, actually, they found um, there's a, the article, the American Psychological Association yeah, article I'll throw, that, I'll that throw I found. That link in. Um, they they're the one the article that talked about how it impairs um, children's cognitive development and their language skill development because, and I thought that this was so crazy. So they did um, studies on school children where their schools were near airports. Yeah. And so they were constantly exposed to airplane noise. And literally the teacher would have to stop when the planes would take off because you couldn't hear anything she was saying. And so what they found was the children developed a stress response to that, which was tuning it out. Right. Ignoring it. Unfortunately, they also, their their tuning out was like a catch-all. So they were also tuning out voices right everything the voices of their teacher yeah so it's like it's like the peanuts you know comic was like wah, 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 wah. so they're not so they're not hearing what the teacher is saying and their test scores went down their their reading scores went down and it's it i mean it has a real effect and so obviously if there's a pronounced effect on us mm-hmm. on children then it's going to have one on us too what do you think what do you think the exposure to all this kind of noise does to adults? I imagine it keeps us in kind of a low-level state of anxiety all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that phantom phone syndrome, like when you forget your phone and then you, you <laughs> tap your pocket and you like feel like it's vibrating, like you've gotten a message. And there's Is no, that a thing? That happens all the time. Phantom Phantom phone, phone syndrome. Phantom phone syndrome. Yeah. I mean, I've felt that anxiety of... There's been a couple of times where I've forgotten my phone Oh, God. If you, if you forget your phone somewhere, yeah, you're going to feel terrible. It's, it's, it's really 
it makes me very anxious. It's like, and I didn't grow up with a phone. No. And it's something that I've, you know, we've adapted to so heartily and readily but in our, today's society. And our children have more or less grown up with them. Yeah, they've never not had a phone. They've for certainly the never part. not had the internet. Right, exactly. But there was a couple of days where, not in a row, but like there was a day where yeah. I, I forgot my phone at home and I went to work. And I was so stressed out that I couldn't message you and say, I forgot my phone. Yeah, so I'm messaging you, getting no response. And that's the other thing too. I, I, part of my anxiety was that you were going to think was something was wrong. Yeah. Because you didn't hear from me when you normally do. And I felt like you messaged me from somebody else's phone to tell me you forgot your phone. Oh my God, I might have. Yeah. I don't think I did because, oh, I got one of my kids to message you because I didn't know your number. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> So yeah, like phantom limb syndrome, when, wow. when somebody gets amputated, they still have these sensations as if they still have a limb there, they feel tingling. And it's the and same thing like with that. the phone. So they go it, to find the phone, it's not there. Yeah, like if you want to you want to stress somebody out, hide their phone. Oh my God, that's like the worst kind of gaslighting there is. Oh yeah, like, that's have you awful. seen my phone? No, pick up their phone for them, see what happens. It's Ugh. terrible, it's absolutely terrible. Well, and, and, and just talking to, uh, you know, about the phone thing, taking... Dr. Wells' advice, I keep my phone on silent as much as possible. I minimize my notifications mm-hmm. from any apps. Yeah. Because I don't want to know. I don't care. When I when I feel like it, I'll go in. And you can also, you know when you open up your, your screen and there's all these red numbers? Mm-hmm. Like on your mail and on mm-hmm. your, like, you can get rid called, of those They're too. called badge icons. Is that what they're called? Yes. You can get rid of those. Notif- notification icons because it stresses you out those numbers will stress you out i did that those for little my red mail. numbers you I did, did it yeah. yeah yeah i don't i don't need to know no and when you you know you oh my god like whoa, what's happening no. and it, i found that it helped a lot yeah. with, with phone stress and, and do not disturb as a function mm. setting hours of the day where from this time to this time nothing comes through Emergency phone calls will come through or whatever, but you don't. It, your phone doesn't vibrate. It doesn't light up. It doesn't ping. It doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. Right, right. And I set that on my kids' devices. They, I mean, they they're little and they're pretty good. And yeah. and they don't sleep have, with those devices in their room. No, you have pretty clear um, yep. at my place boundaries for at, them. At my place at night, yeah. they have a spot where all their devices go, yeah. and they stay there until the morning, basically. And and they're really good. Like if you tell them, don't go on your devices in the morning. You'll come down in the morning, and they're all it's, they're plugged in, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're pretty good. Um, so what happens with this noise is that it goes obviously into your ears mm-hmm. and is um, it goes to the temporal lobe, okay, which is fairly low in the brain, but then it's interpreted by the higher parts of the brain. Okay. So, um, so, so the higher senses will determine whether that noise is unpleasant right. or unwanted, um, and and I and I think a lot of that is contextual, too. Okay. If you go somewhere that's really crowded, like a festival or something, remember festivals? <laughs> yeah, well, haven't haven't in the before times. Uh, yeah, in the before BC before COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're expecting that kind of noise yes. and joviality, and but you know when that's part but, of the appeal of those events, right? Not for me, but, no. But <laughs> um, but you know that that's part of yeah. That you're right. That's part of the excitement. That's part of what kind of gets you into that into that, that energy, party that space. Yeah. Um, so it's your it's your higher senses that are making that determination about what is pleasant and unpleasant. Okay. Right, which makes sense with you know with country music 
<laughs> some people love it, and some people just fucking hate it. Like cilantro, like you. too. Yeah. Cilantro is, that's more physiological. Apparently, that, that's for, a genetic for, thing. For a portion of the population, it tastes like soap. Yeah. A good friend of mine, that's what it tastes like. Who? Uh, the one that might be coming to, to visit on Saturday. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. D- don't give him cilantro. I gave it to him by accident. He almost punched me. Like I was doing it on purpose to make him upset. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I feel bad for him now. I know. I love cilantro. Also, what is cilantro? What's the other name for cilantro? Coriander. Coriander, otherwise known as coriander. For you our, either love our, it or hate for it. For our British friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what's also kind of interesting when you think about this, and this was something that um, both of my parents have been in the hospital within the last couple of years mm-hmm. for a couple of different things. And the racket of modern medicine has just gotten worse and worse and worse. Jesus, there's no silence in there. Oh my God! Between it's... announcements and monitoring machinery, yeah. And... and and if they can't get you, like my mom went in um, to emerge, and she was there for two days because they didn't have a room for her. Mm. And so imagine being in a busy emergency department. Um, you've got. Everything and everyone and every situation coming in and out of there. Oh my god! And screaming and crying and, and yelling. And at the hospital that she was at, they have the the a lot of psych um, stuff. Coast right? like the the mental health right um, wing, and so you had a lot of police bringing people in that were losing like just losing their shit on people. And sounds um, awful. Yeah, and and I'm thinking. People are here to get better. Even even once you get moved to a ward, it's super noisy. Yeah, groaning and yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you think people are trying to. It, it 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 never ceases to amaze me. You go to a hospital to heal or to recover from something, and you get the worst food, and it's so noisy, <laughs> so you can't eat well and you can't sleep. Yeah, the like two things that are so incredibly and TV important. TV costs you an arm and a leg. Oh, I don't even think... Do we, people even get TV in the hospital anymore? Yeah. Don't they just bring their iPad? Well, but what are you going to connect it to? Do you have Wi-Fi? Yeah, yeah, they have Wi-Fi. Oh, it's not very good. No, but... yeah. So how are you going to stream Netflix? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'd rather pay for Wi-Fi than roll some 1978 television into my room. <laughs> it's like... And like... Remember when you had to like rent a phone? Yeah. Like you could... You that could... business model kind of went down like... <laughs> That collapsed a little bit, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. So parking, that's how they get you. Oh my god. You know what? I know. That's a whole other subject. That's a whole other topic. There's like no- charge charging people to go and see their sick relatives in the hospital is ridiculous. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's it's Modern a medicine. big problem. What's yeah. that? Modern medicine. It's really noisy. Noisy. It's very, very noisy. Um there was another article from the Washington Post um about a young woman who um had been struggling with severe anxiety and depression and she had determined that what was making that worse was the city that she lived in and the noise the constant noise just exactly what we've been talking about um the traffic the yelling the construction the sirens and um and so she decided to do something different and try something else and she found that nature sounds Mm. reversed that for her really like markedly improved her depression and her anxiety 
So this is kind of where we're going today is to talk about the nature pill Mm. and how it is the antidote for our noisy, noxious, (laughs) modern society. And I think that people, I I wanted to do this too, because I think people's anxiety is through the roof Mm, now with mm -hmm. COVID. Um, It doesn't look like shit's ending anytime soon. And I think that people are, and myself included, um, like I have my moments. Yeah, you, you, I was going to mention this because being here where we're staying, there's TV with cable. Yeah. And you and I haven't had... We don't have cable. We haven't watched commercials Mm-mm. or waited. Like, how annoying is it to watch five minutes, ten minutes of a movie and then have a, a five-minute ad break? I know. Then, We're all like, what the what the fuck is this? Because but we watched Ghostbusters on our first night here and I think <laughs> Boys in the Hood last night. And, oh my God, such a good movie. And we only watched, a, like, I mean, I only got 14 a few minutes. 14 minutes yeah, of it. Yeah, because I, cause it was like every time something cool was happening, then, then it was like... And they throw a commercial or, or in there. iRobot or whatever, and then throw a commercial yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. At least they're not cutting out the time of the movie, so like it's coming back where they cut. But anyways, the point was is all these commercials, and and I don't know, like what are we in now? Five months post COVID, yeah, something like right? that. Not post. No, during. I mean we're still in it, but it's been about five months since COVID's kind of been a thing. Mm-hmm. And every single advertiser mm-hmm. has like. This subtle COVID marketing that's happening there. Yeah. From like the Walmart back to school shopping where the mom and daughter have masks on and they're in the Walmart and they're picking all their school supplies. And then they get home and they take their masks off and they're going through everything. And then the mom is learning from home. She's going to be an engineer because she opens up an engineer textbook and she's sitting in front of her laptop and the daughter passes her calculator. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on yeah, here? Like, yeah, yeah. Remember when it was like it's all really about getting, yeah, getting binders and colored pencils? Like what? Like every everything. Do you remember the Staples commercial? It's probably only a Canadian one. I think Staples is Canadian anyway. But uh, they it, would start it. They would start at the last week of July, and it would be it featured a dad riding a cart, mm-hmm. just like you do everywhere. Mm-hmm. And ride carts, they're awesome. Yeah, and the song was. It's the most wonderful time. Right? Remember that? Yeah. And it's supposed to be a Christmas song. But then, like, as soon as the first line of the song is like, they're going back. Right? And you see the parents, like, super excited because their kids are going back to school. And all of that is just like, ugh. And it creates this anxiety. I mean, as a kid, can you imagine, like, you've just gotten off of school. Like, here in where we live in Canada... School ends kind of the end of June, mm-hmm. last yeah. week of June, right? Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't go back until the beginning of September. Right. Can you imagine, like, you've just gone off school and it's like the third week of July? Yeah. You've been off school for a couple of weeks and now the, all the back to school, yeah. you know, school shopping supplies stuff are coming on. And nobody knows what the fuck is happening. Well, now, like, I mean, in COVID, now. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all over the show. So I, and I, I think this, that's what makes this low level anxiety so dangerous is because I think a lot of times we don't even realize how stressed out we are and then it bubbles over so um we've had all this low level stuff environmental noise and cell phones and all these kinds of things and then on top of that mm -hmm. you've got all this noise like air quote noise around covid and and yeah. and constantly being hit your news feed is filled with it you've got friends in your feed that are for policies and friends in your feed that are against policies mm-hmm. and 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 it's just 
you have your regular what we've been living with for years and years and years amped up kind of turned oh, to yeah. 11 yeah. now yeah. in the middle of this pandemic and and it was exhausting yesterday i mean we had to kind of <sighs> shut everything off and do what we did we to today go, we had to go for a walk yeah we went for a walk last night just to just to get out of that just to get out of that space mm-hmm. did it help it did, yeah. We saw lots of bunnies. We saw, oh my god, there was bunnies everywhere. And then there was there was a black bunny, and then you put that stupid song in my head. Whoa, black bunny, ram a lamb. Whoa, so, I've never seen a little, a, a little... earworm. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, ooh, black bunny, and I was like, oh, black bunny. Dan, dan, dan. Yeah. yeah. Um, you might. So, yeah. So we're all. So we're all like. Would I? I mean, would you say that I'm more sensitive to noise than most people? Um, or, or just recently, I I think it's become more. <laughs> I think you've been able to maybe keep it under wraps better, you know. Still doing well at hiding my crazy. Yeah, up until about six months ago. <laughs> um, but since COVID, Why, what happened six months ago? Well, five months ago, COVID hit, right? Oh, so okay. like, so I feel like yeah, like now you've got this. Because there's just another stressor there, mm-hmm. it it it's making it, it. You're becoming a little bit more sensitive, and you definitely need time to decompress. I also and, think and that switch gears from one activity to another activity. Well, I you, you're looking at me like <laughs> what? No, but I'm thinking of like when I'm, I'm not a three year old. No, 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 no. We don't have five minute warning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to be leaving in five minutes. Five no. minute warning for the 10 second tidy. Yeah, I know. But I, I, I meant more like transition because work was very, very weird oh, in, yeah. throughout okay. most of the spring. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. transition between finishing work and mm-hmm. and starting, you know, everything you would do after work. Right, right. Those kinds of things have become more apparent and more necessary now than, than before. I also think that because I spent so much time at home. Yeah, you're not used to working from home. I don't have no, but I don't have a noisy house. Mm, mm-hmm. Except when your kids are there, they're not noisy though. Like they'll come in and say hi, and we'll have a little chat, and then one will go off to do his work, and the other one will go off and and play Minecraft, and they don't. They're not. No, what? What do you mean? <laughs> it's a lot of bathroom noises. And- <laughs> Toilets flushing right. and like and running, but that's and, normal and house shouting. noise. <laughs> I don't know. It's much quieter when the kids aren't in the my, house. My one Yours child does mine. like singing scales sometimes. Yeah, or, yeah. And the but, other one's blown his nose like like he's gonna blow it off. He sounds like an elephant. He does like an elephant <laughs> trumpeting. It's like just, how do your brains not come out of your well, ears? I guess he's up now because we yeah. can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> But but to me that's like that's like family noise. So that doesn't I don't find that noxious. Maybe you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Believe me, my kids are worse. Your kids are cute. Yeah. But um, the only noxious noise I have is my cat at my door at yeah. five o'clock well, in the morning. Because you've trained him, that's when he should uh, get I know, food. I know. Um, but I think spending more time in the house has desensitize like or or resensitized me i guess so that when i come out now when i venture out of my mm. hole like this kind of noise people speaking loudly in a restaurant or people yelling and screaming or construction noise or sirens it really affects me now i just need to not be around it so the things we did today i want to ask you because because it's, I think it's relevant to this noise conversation. Okay. okay. The first place we went to mm-hmm. was was fairly quiet, right? 
Yeah. We did most of that hike. It wasn't until the end of the hike that we saw like families and stuff, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. But for the most part, we had that waterfall. Yeah, we we went and did we went and did like a fairly like easy yeah. what four kilometer yeah. four five kilometer hike. Yeah, it took us like an hour and a half, two hours. We and we like didn't that. see anyone. It, I think there was like a couple of parks people. Yep. Because we were in a national park and we saw a couple of parks people, and that yep. was about it. Yeah, they were they were working on the trails and stuff. like yeah. that. Yeah, but at the top of the trail. Was this beautiful was this waterfall? Beautiful waterfall, and that's and it was so. We were right at the top of it, so it was super le- like that's all you could hear. Yeah, was this waterfall? Compare that to the second hike we did today, where <laughs> there was a cement factory in the distance, mm-hmm. and and you y- could hear it. There pretty was much this the constant hum. Yes, of this, and when we were lower down at the start of the, it was louder because we yeah. were closer, but. It didn't have the same, like I felt like the first hike was more relaxing and more enriching than the second one. And forget the fact the second one was way harder and we were scaling a mountain like we were billy goats. But but I feel like... We, <laughs> we climbed almost literally straight up for an hour and you're like, oh, this is cool. This yeah, is like totally six or seven hundred meter elevation gain over that. Oh my God. I mean, you were not happy with me. It was. It wasn't your fault. It, you it know, was. It was. And your you love trains. It, and there was a giant. <laughs> there was a giant train there. Look, and I, look, look. And I'm like, look I at how big that train no, is. No, no, and we're no, not no. talking about. I, I didn't <laughs> listen. I was upset with you because we were supposed to do like a six k, like, like easy trail. Blame the and map all of a sudden, from the coffee shop. We're going straight up, and all of a sudden, you you find the one that we're on, and it's a nine k, like scaling the ridge of this mountain range yeah, like, like, for most of it. Like a thousand meter elevation. And game. then it says, uh, be careful on your way down because the, the trail isn't very well marked. I was like, what the fuck? I, I, you know, it wasn't... Yeah, I love trains. But it was <laughs> it was to distract me from the fact that we had to like back-ass our way down this mountain because there was no way I was doing the rest of the thing. And you're like, look, look how long that train is. I'm like, we're not talking. We're, we're not talking. And you're like, okay. Like, just, no. But it's funny how, you know, I still feel good after it because oh, I managed yeah. to make my way down. Yeah, we had a big fat shower. and Yeah, and but, but. It wasn't I felt relaxing. Like, but I felt like, but I felt like still being in nature and seeing that wonder of yeah, those that, is the Rocky, that is the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. And then these like, like turquoise blue lakes yeah. that are just like. They don't even look real. No, they just don't look real. So even with the noise and the terror I experienced, I still came out feeling pretty good. Still more relaxing than watching commercials on television, eh? Still more relaxed than like yeah, like listening to downtown Toronto construction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about the nature pill then. There okay. is very good science to uh, suggest that sounds of nature and being in nature so i think it's more than just the sense of sound it's also smell mm-hmm. and feel and i mean i don't, I don't want to say taste because you shouldn't be eating random shit in the forest i taste all sorts of stuff when we're hiking yeah but, but you I, have a pretty pretty extensive working knowledge of yes. a lot of stuff yeah, I don't put you would never just berries. shove something into your mouth that no. you didn't know what it was that looks like a cool mushroom and then you're dead like yeah. that's like Mycologists have trouble with that. Yeah, they it's do. Like, which ones? The steep it's learning like, curve on that. These, this one I can have with my steak. This one is going to fuck me up for a few hours. And this one will kill me. We have a little trouble telling the difference mm-hmm. between those things. Um, 
But as little as 20 minutes in nature can reduce your cortisol levels, reduce your stress levels. Um, what constitutes nature in that? In that, like, what? How? So, what quantity of forest do you need to be able to? That is a great question. That's the only kinds I have. And it depends on what you have access to. But right. even something like gardening in your okay. backyard will count. Okay. Um, and you know, um, if if. And it depends on like how noisy your neighborhood is. Yeah. You know? Like my um, neighborhood's pretty quiet except for the buses that come through. My, except for the buses. My neighborhood's fairly noisy fairly noisy. So I don't I don't really find I don't really find gardening helps. Well, I gardening doesn't de stress me because I kill everything. That's why <laughs> that's why it doesn't de stress me. Because you're, it's a battle with the weeds, that's what it is. <laughs> oh I just I'm just letting them win. Yeah. It's fine. Um well, the, actually, even if you even if you live in an apartment in New York and you don't have, you know, you have to take four buses to get to Central Park. Know, Central Park um, which, just as an aside, I went there in what was the last time I was there? Twenty seventeen, I believe. Mm. I mm. was there. It was a big year. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so struck by the fact that um, we went we went up by like Strawberry Fields. Uh, up near oh you've never been there uh-uh. oh oh that's right okay um up near like you go I've been to New York City I just never you can, I was working I never got a chance to you can go park. in near where like John Lennon got shot where he lived okay you can go in there oh that's the strawberry field you're talking about yeah like yeah his yeah. apartment or whatever yeah yeah the, the, like it's right the, the strawberry fields stone is right near there okay and I remember, like, as you go into the park, it's super noisy. Like, you can hear a lot of traffic and beep, beep, and, you know, it's crazy how, like, you can be in, in like, stop-dead traffic, and everybody's honking their horns, and it's like, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> no one and is the moving. honking isn't doing anything. Honking doesn't help, but anyway. Um, but you get a little further into the park, and you can't hear anything. Yeah. It's It's... It's remarkable. I was like, wow, this is super cool. Like, yeah. it's cool. Um, but, but, um, oh my God, what was I saying? We were talking about oh, Central if Park. You, yeah, if, yeah. If, you live in, if you live somewhere where you don't have easy access to, you know, to get some, have your little nature pill, recorded nature sounds do work as that does well. Help, eh? It does help. But that's so like one sense though, right? It is. It's one dimensional for Cause, sure. Because yeah. when you go out into a forest, you're hit with so many different things. Like, and, and I always wonder this. I'm always struck by, by urban areas, big cities like New York with Central Park. Or my, the experience I had more of, which was in Sydney, Australia, where they mm-hmm. have the Botanic Gardens kind of right oh, yeah. in the middle of downtown. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is, or Hyde Park or wherever, but like, yep. these are these extremely valuable parcels of land oh, that yeah. have been devoted. And London has a lot of these parks as well. Mm. London, England. Well, we saw that a lot in, in, in Europe too, when we were in Spain. Yeah. Portugal, like a lot of these. But but you, you look at it and, and this priority that was placed... Mm-hmm. You know, in Sydney, that was only a couple hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. In London, it was longer. In Spain, it was longer. But you look at it in our big cities here in, in North America, Central Park is an anomaly yes. in big cities. Yes, right? yes, you're right, yeah. And, and well, they have like the Boston Commons. And sure, have, like, but, but 
big tracts of land yeah, no, they don't in have... prime real estate areas right. mm-hmm. are are really and my dad's an urban planner and we talk about this about how these developers part of the 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 you know in order to get the contracts in order to get the zoning they have to commit a certain amount of their land to green space and, mm-hmm. and i think this covid crisis is really highlighted in cities like toronto the lack of green space mm-hmm. you have everybody living in these condominiums mm-hmm. these little shoebox apartments some in some cases without even balconies and there's nowhere for them to go well and i remember there was a big a big sort of to do, to do about yeah. when they finally did you know when it was nice enough for um people, to, people to get out and go outside and go to the parks and there was a there was a weekend where there was all kinds of young people all congregating at this park in Toronto and a little bit it was a little bit of clickbait with the with the news and stuff yeah. because the angles that they took the photos made it look like they were a whole lot closer than yeah. they actually were the drone were. photos of the same time frame yeah. showed them the fairly well distance very right? well distance right. and and you know it, and this is this is what you know irritates me about covid noise is that people are so shitty about stuff. Like, they're like, look, there's cops standing there. They're not doing anything. Right, because if you look at the same photo from over top, people are distanced. They're yeah. sitting in groups of, you know, two or three. And and any group, five or less, was okay yeah. at that time. Yeah. And they were sitting in their own little groups. And, and, and a lot of people were very, very quick to condemn, oh, these young people, they don't give a fuck about it. And yeah. it's like... Listen, the, these some of these people live in like three or four hundred square foot apartments yeah. with no balcony yeah. and nowhere to go. And they've been they've been restricted. Yeah, for months. Because they're trying to be good citizens. Yeah. And so they're not going out unless they absolutely have to. And and they need to get outside. Yes. And it like it it never fucking ceases to amaze me how there's portions of the population who can never do anything right. Yeah. Like it's like, oh imagine imagine these these 20-somethings finally off their fucking phones and their screens and they're outside and enjoying nature and and so, and people are like oh fuck. like they're so selfish you're too close together right like it's like and this is and that i think that's part of the covid noise where i'm like i just don't want to hear people talk well everybody about, ha- everybody has shit. an opinion and most of these opinions are based on no fact or They're very also, distorted facts, or old facts, or, a or lot whatever of speculation. it is, or just people being, just people like sticking their fucking nose where they don't belong. Yeah. Worry about yourself. Worry and, about yourself. And I mean, and and this is, I don't know if we're gonna. I see it on the on the show notes here. We're gonna talk about it, but even just wearing a mask, the, the ideas behind wearing a mask inside and outside. Oh yeah. Like today, when we were doing all of our hiking. Everybody, I mean, we only came across people a couple of times on that first hike. Yeah. But space was not a problem. Not a problem. You know, nobody was wearing no. a mask because we're outside and, and we're not shouting and whatever. And it's not, it wasn't particularly strenuous and stuff like that. No, but, no. But there are there are other times when, when and I imagine that it's got to cause, because it's so not normal, it must add to that noise that people are experiencing. Yeah, and I think that... I mean, one upshot from all of this is that I've noticed more people spending more time outside. Yeah. Because you don't have to wear a mask. Well, even yesterday when we went for a walk, there were all kinds of people walking all around. All kinds of people. And I yeah. mean, I think that's partly the nature of where we're at. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, crunchy here. It's like very crunchy granola, hiking. You Hug know, a tree. Hu- yeah. I mean, it's great. It's great to see everybody out and enjoying um, 
I'm like amazed at some of the gear people have. Oh, you can spend a lot of money to I be able know. to walk in nature here, let me tell you. <laughs> it's crazy. And or, after today's fiasco, I would like some poles, please. Yeah, we'll get some we'll get you some poles. hiking poles. But even like tens of thousands of dollars in bicycles and kayaks and just yeah. all sorts of yeah. maniacals. All those but, all those mommies with the baby backpacks. I know, Mike. I was like, there you could see them down the trail and they had these giant they look like giant they look like, like backpacks from the 70s. Like the, yeah, the, the, the ones that come way frame, over your head. Yeah, the tubular frame ones. And you're like, what? Where are they going? This this trail is five kilometers long. Where are you going? And then you get closer and you realize there's a little baby up there. Yeah, with a little, with a little sunshade over yes. him. Yes, and, stuff. and yeah. they look happy as shit. Oh, that one little one there who's just like big blue wide eyes. Just like, oh, my like God. Like this all the way around. And that's yeah. the other thing, too. I think, I, 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 I know I've mentioned this to you before, Um Something super distressing to me, and I just, I mean, it's none of my business. I'm, here's me trying to mind my own business. But when I would see moms pushing their kids in the stroller and talking on the phone. Mm. Is that, does that upset time, you? It does upset me. Pay attention to your kid. But the kid's watching the world go by in his stroller. Talk to them. How do they learn language from you? They're talking on the phone. That's them talking. No, it's not the same. Me Hi, talking, Johnny. Look at look at me, that grass. Isn't that fun? Yeah, but me talking to my best friend and the way I, I, my vernacular and the subject matter is very, very different than what I how I speak to my 14-month-old. My, when I had my oldest, it was very weird because that was the instruction the pediatrician said. Just talk to them. Talk to them about stuff. It was like, <laughs> I'm changing can, your diaper. Oh, my goodness. Look at this diaper. Like, it was just like, you know, like, this feels so fucking weird to, like, you narrate like a, your actions. You sound like a natural yeah, I was. But this is the thing. Not. You take that kid out in nature yes. and you start saying, look at this, this, look at this animal and look at this bird and look at, th-, right? And then, Look and at then, that bear. And then, ah! Yeah. <laughs> and then you have, and then you have something to talk about, right? Um, so I think some of my favorite things, I'm very lucky where I live. We have a lot of trails. Yeah. Um, with waterfalls. There's something about the sound of, running like moving water yeah that's one of my sounds ocean ocean waves rivers waterfalls like babbling brooks Mm -hmm. there's something about that that i find so calming and actually chattering creeks yeah are you are you are you making fun of me now no i'm just i'm trying to think of other ways other alliterations of moving water bodies of water that that talk oscillating oceans yeah Um, so I, so I'm really, really lucky with that. So the more that I can, the farther away that I can get from all that sort of city noise, mm. cars, people, construction, construction, yeah. sirens. Oh my goodness. People. Oh my God. People, people are, we are the virus man. But anyway, um, I like places where I can just lie down in the grass mm-hmm. or take my shoes off and yeah. walk around. In yeah, the grass? It's so, I love your backyard for that. It's so strange. And yet I can't get my kids to walk around barefoot in the backyard. They really? always want to put their shoes on or walk around in socks, which drives me nuts. Yeah, but your kids want to go to bed in socks, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. Don't, don't think, let them do that. Oh, that's my ex. Okay. But, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I just find, yeah, having your feet yes. on the earth it's makes grounding. a difference. It's a grounding, right? Is that, like... Is there any science behind that? Behind grounding? Do you want to tell people what grounding is? Well, I'm sure there is. I, I do it. I do it with. I have a propensity when I find big old trees. 
I know what you're going to say. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, to say hello to the tree. Not to, like, give it a big hug or anything like that. But Talk to the tree. No, I'm no. changing your diaper. No, yeah, no. I'm not changing the tree's diaper. What would what would be in that diaper? Wood chips? Like, I just don't... <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what he ate. Yeah. Oh, that means he ate other trees. That's mm, gross. Yeah, no, that's... Um, but I would, I would, you know, there's something about when you see one of these trees that you know has been around for a long time, just to put your hands on that tree and that grounding you feel connected to the earth Mm -hmm, right because we're mm -hmm. so disconnected in a lot of different ways right well i mean i'm reading chris ryan's civilized to death civilized to death yep and he talks about that point in history where we stopped being a part of the ecosystem and part of the planet and started working against it Mm. basically when we started Farming and and manipulating changing ecosystems. the environment, yeah, to, to, what to we suit wanted. to suit us, right? Yeah. And ever since that moment in in our human history, we have been at odds with the planet that we depend on. Yeah, <laughs> which is it sounds really fucked to to say that that this is what we've been doing for well, a few, mo- you know thirteen thousand years. The movie we watched last night, I Robot was written like back in the 70s yeah and they talked about like the robots basically had to like spoiler alert um you, you know, the, the the robot laws that were created to protect humans ultimately led to the robots revolting against humans because humans can't look after themselves we kill the planet they called she called us a suicidal species yeah and so There's some more alliteration for yeah you. right so <laughs> so so that robots needed to basically take control of the planet to save humans from themselves yeah right? and this was back in the 70s that's fucked up yeah it's cool we we are ridiculously the, slow learners. We are parasites. That's yeah. what we are. Yeah, just like hey, there's another there's another Will Smith Will Smith movie for you. Independence Day. That's like an allegory to what we do to our planet. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm, I may I have just that. I may have just made that up. Uh, but, no, but I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, so I have a Healthline article about grounding. So. Grounding, also called earthing, is a therapeutic technique that involves doing activities that ground or electrically reconnect you to the earth. This practice relies on earthing science and grounding physics to explain how electrical charges from the earth can have positive effects on your body. This type of grounding therapy isn't entirely the same as the technique that is used in mental health treatment. So, what the science says. Grounding is currently an under-researched topic, and there are very few scientific studies on the benefits. However, the most recent scientific research has explored grounding for inflammation, cardiovascular disease, muscle damage, chronic pain, and mood. The central theory from one review study is that grounding affects the living matrix, which is the central connector between living cells. Electrical conductivity exists within the matrix that functions as an immune system defense similar to antioxidants. They believe that through grounding, the natural defenses of the body can be restored. Further research expands on this idea. I don't want to get too woo-woo with this kind of Mm. stuff because I'd rather stick to science. Earthing science science sounds... Earthing science sounds a little made up. Yeah, it does um, a little bit. (laughs) Very different than earth sciences. Yeah, not... Yeah, earthing science and earth science are very, very different. However... There have been scientific studies to show that taking the nature pill, as it's been so lovingly referred to, um, can lead to better sleep, stress reduction, mental well-being, increased focus, and I put a little star next to this Mm -hmm. one because this is my favorite, the experience of awe. The experience of awe. I think we had that today. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? You've, You've been more places on this planet 
than I have. Have and, I? Yeah. Okay. And I like explain to me what what that means. The experience of awe. When there's when when there's one of the things I like about scuba diving is that there are few few places on the planet where you're going to come across wildlife that's bigger than you. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's something about when you go diving, when you see sharks or whales or just really mm-hmm. big fish. Or I need to see a humpback whale the size of a bus before I die. Oof, man, it'll, it'll change your life. And to hear them, like we've all heard humpback whale sounds. But yeah, because we've them, all we've all seen Finding Nemo. Yeah, and we've yeah. all seen we've all seen Star Trek. Uh, search there's, for Spock. Yeah, there's whale sounds in yeah, Star Trek. There was one. I can't remember. I think it was a Search for Spock. There's a there's a movie where uh, they have to go back in time and save the humpback whales. Because they go extinct and these aliens that are going to like wipe out. We need to watch this movie, clearly. Uh, uh, apparently. Yeah, but the humpback whale call is this really kind of mournful mm-hmm. sound. And mm-hmm. there's a few animals on land that make similar sounds like lemurs. Okay. Have kind of a, like a, the, the shafak and the injuries have these kind of really mournful calls that mm-hmm. they make. Mm-hmm. And but when I dive, one of the things that always strikes me is that I, you know, on land, we seem, because we live in urban areas or in suburban areas, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of our wildlife around us. So we're the biggest thing that we see generally. Right, right. right. And you go in the water and you're small, you're tiny, right? right? And when we go to places like, you know, on the African continent where we see big mammals that are roaming around, mm-hmm. like when, when you rock on up next to a giraffe that's walking around and it's, you know, 20 or 30 feet tall and you go, what, what the heck the is hell? this? Yeah, like it just, you get this moment. But when where you're diving, like what's bigger than you when you're diving? Like sharks and... Sharks. There's some There's some groupers that can get bigger than, than you. Hmm. Dolphins. Those are things that are oftentimes quite larger. Rapey dolphins. And so what does that... <laughs> that was so disappointing when I learned that. So what does that do to you? Well, you realize that I think, I think humans in general have this kind of superiority complex oh we are suffering from an overinflated sense of self-importance because we change our environment mm-hmm. to suit what works for us i mean we're hairless apes we weren't always as hairless as we are now but <laughs> but but basically you know we need a there's a very narrow temperature range that we can exist in comfortably right, right, right? Right, right we 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 aren't super resilient you look at birds in the winter time we're horribly we are horrible we're we are, so fragile we are extremely fragile so what we do because we have these giant brains is we change our environment mm-hmm. to suit us right right but and, we don't realize the ripple effect right, of the things uh, that we're doing until on everything else around right, us. right right and and the the way we've changed huge sections of the planet mm-hmm. to suit one species humans mm-hmm. to the detriment now look there are always there are going to be some species that are always going to be able to adapt you look at urban right. wildlife like raccoons or squirrels or different types of oh my god raccoons pigeons. raccoons have adapted like a motherfucker right they do very very well but but there are also do you do, of you, like, do you understand like the the complicated garbage can that i have to purchase yeah just to make it's sure so that complicated you can't get in you don't put the lid out because you're worried your garbage men <laughs> are going to have a hard time figuring it out. That's just to keep the trash pandas from going into trash pandas to, to go yeah. into your stuff. So when when you dive or when you are confronted, in my case, with wildlife, or today when we were out in the mountains, with something that is so much bigger than you, either literally or figuratively, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you get this sense of like, wow. yeah, that you are a little insignificant. Which may make some people anxious, but I think it's a good reality check I think for that, a lot of people. I think that sense of awe is 
that is what brings you back to a childlike mm. state. One of the best things about being a parent is watching your kids experience shit for the first time. Yeah. Stuff that has been that has become so everyday and mundane to you to watch a child experience snow for yeah. the first time. Yeah, bring a snowball or, in in the wintertime to a baby and see what happens. Right? I remember my ch- I mean, I'm not a scientist like you are, but I remember one time I'm a social scientist. Don't go <laughs> don't, don't get ahead of yourself. You're a monkey doctor, but <laughs> yeah. it's okay. I remember my kids thinking I was like fucking Bill Nye or something because it was so cold where we lived one winter. I was boiling kettles of water and then I could just walk out the front and just throw it and it would instantly crystallize and my kids were like wow yeah like that's cool and you know you show that to an adult and they go yeah it's fucking cold so yeah it's cold and that water gets frozen instantly and yeah like, yeah that wonder is gone right right yeah and so I think that when you can place yourself in these different places and there was three I mean we've kind of already talked about where we are currently and Seeing the Rocky Mountains up close and seeing these these blue 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 lakes and yeah, trees Lake Louise and was something else. Yes, Lake Louise is is absolutely stunning. I mean, yeah. you you see it in pictures and you think there's no way it can be that beautiful. No, it's that life. beautiful. It 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 is that beautiful. And Cold. when you're standing and when you're standing in it, yeah. like in in that area, you're just like wow. Um, so I think the first time I really noticed this was the first time I was in South Africa with you. The sense of awe? The sense of awe and noticing the effect of the nature pill. Ah, uh, okay. And that animals are noisy. Mm-hmm. The monkeys are noisy. The birds are noisy. The water buffalo. The water buffalo, the elephants, they're noisy. But for some reason, and we know, well, we know what the reason is, it didn't have the same effect on me. Right. It, it was comforting it was calming it was like yep that's those noises are supposed to be happening well arguably i mean i think everybody who studies this would agree that humans originated in africa Mm -hmm. the oldest sorts of noises that we're used to are those noises Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like hearing those kinds of things on the savannah or on the plains in africa like that was very quickly could tell us whether or not that was something that was dangerous or not dangerous. Right. Like it's it's way back in that really primitive part of our brain. Right. Those kinds of noises. Whereas honking horns in traffic in New York City is not something we were evolved no. alongside of. And and we that was the first time, and I think I mentioned this to you just the other day again, that was the first place where I really started to pay attention to bird calls. Yeah. I'm I spend a lot of time in tropical forests and birds can like they can go fuck themselves for all I'm concerned. Like, <laughs> Like, birders, twitchers always annoyed me on all the research projects. Can you tell people what twitchers are? A twitcher is basically somebody who's a, like a hardcore bird enthusiast. Yeah. Okay, they don't have to necessarily be an ornithologist. That's all they do. But like, yeah, like you, there was that movie Jack Black and Owen Wilson and Steve Martin, The Big Year. And it was basically about a big year in birding is when you decide you're just going to go on a year of birding adventures. <laughs> I've to, never seen that movie. Yeah, it's actually it's pretty funny. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and they and and it's basically trying to get l- like 
catch all the birds not right. catch them physically but see all the birds right. to complete your life list right basically. right right it's like right. collecting stamps but yeah. yeah and i never ever in a million years you never gave a shit about i that never stuff. gave a shit about it because like look in the jungle there are birds everywhere you can't see fucking shit it's just it's just forced as far as you and can see and you're more worried green. about insects in the jungle and insects and venomous snakes yeah, i'll be yeah. honest like yeah. those are the things i'm most concerned about and my study subjects yeah yeah and like you, the first time I w- was in South Africa, I, I became one of these fucking birding maniacs because yeah. I was like, oh my God, like I got to write that down. Well, oh, that's a Marshall Eagle. I got to take that off my list. And, and, yeah. and you get super excited. And I think what it is because in Africa, the birds are very colorful. They're very active, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. And they're very visible. Yes. In a tropical forest, it's very hard unless yeah, you're misnetting or something. It? Yeah. It's really Savannah hard to see a lot of stuff. Savannah is very easy for you to bird, see. Bird stuff. call. We are visual creatures, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's one of our big strengths. And when you can see them, I think it's way easier for humans to identify them because we yeah. recognize patterns and colors and things right, like that. Right. Then to hear and to pull out all the different noise that's out there and go. That is this type of bird. That's that type of bird. It's hard to do. And for me, it was so like we would do these. We would we would go out like early, early in the yeah, morning. Yeah, before the birds were when, when the birds were waking up. Yep. And when you can, you it's so funny you opening this up talking about that chaotic noise of your kids, all three of your kids watching different shows, mm. and then you contrast that with the chaos waking up in the savanna and the chaos of the entire world waking up there and you go out you know just as the sun is coming up as the birds are waking up and there's all kinds of them mm-hmm. all with their different calls but it doesn't sound chaotic it sounds amazing mm-hmm. you know and and that was something you know and we didn't have cell signal where no. we were and to change your phone from something that was a constant distraction and something that was constantly pinging you and squirting cortisol into your bloodstream it all of a sudden these devices were nothing but a camera yeah cameras and camcorders to take to take pictures of the amazing wildlife and nature that that existed in this space and it, it, it was a it was a huge game changer and you like i changed and i could see the people, the other people that were on the project changed. Well, especially, you know, these these people that have grown up with only having these devices mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you effectively cut them off. Yeah. You make them go gold turkey for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. There, the, there's the a first lot couple of, of days are there's rough, There's a lot man. of grumpy people yep. those first couple of days. Yep. But then all of a sudden they start interacting with each other and start disconnecting and it's it's good. It's really, it's and good you for see, them. And you see people getting excited about elephant dung. Yeah. Or like my one of my personal favorites, dung beetles. Yeah, that are like some of the coolest. They're badass little animals yeah. I've ever seen. Little insects are just the cool. If if you haven't if if you haven't seen a video of a dung beetle doing its job, find like go and see what they do for the ladies. Yeah, like these yeah. these our field guides would literally drive around dung beetles. Oh my god, we we almost fell out of the truck because somebody hit the brakes so hard because they didn't want to run over a dung beetle. Yeah, it's like and we're dead. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, Skull and bones. <laughs> so, so that was kind of the first time where I I noticed an appreciable difference mm. between how stressed I was in my regular work environment and my regular life, and then, you know, two weeks in South Africa felt like six months mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. and and then 
And then you and I spent some time in Costa Rica. Yeah, a couple times we've been to Costa Rica. Right, but the second time specifically, we spent New Year's. Spent New Year's in a treehouse in the jungle. Yes. And how was that? <sighs> it was... I've never had a New Year's Eve like that. That was that was something, eh? It was... We had so many birds and monkeys and mm-hmm. insects around us. You could tell when it was going to rain because the howler monkeys would yeah, talk to calling. each other. Yeah, yeah. So you, it was like, you don't have to you don't have to look at your weather app. You can just listen to the howler monkeys and see what the weather's going to be They'll like today. They'll consistently call in the morning and at sunset. And if they call at any other point in the day, it's going to rain. It's generally because it's going to rain, yeah. Yeah. Um and even though like we weren't the only house on the property it was a fairly extensive property and Mm -hmm. you couldn't hear a lot or see a lot of the other people around and so it was very it was like a little nature cocoon Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there was a lot a lot of greenery around Mm -hmm. it was fairly dense Mm -hmm. and so the smell of that yeah and the look of that it, that that color is you know that coloring is so pleasing the, the the greens of the trees and then the blues of the water yeah I'm I can only imagine that that is evolutionary our mm-hmm. appreciation of that and how beautiful we think that is well, well you've just hit two of the three primary colors right right blue and green right and the third one is red right. So everything else we see, everything we see in the world is based on those three colors. On those Some three kind colors. of blend right. of those three colors, right? That's right. And and it was just, there was um, a yoga meditation space mm-hmm. where we were. Um, where we were staying had floor-to-ceiling windows. So it was quite literally, unless it was dark and we were like still, still wandering around and doing our thing, it was all just natural light. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And and there was almost no barrier between the inside and the outside. Right. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was so private. Like they had floor to ceiling windows in the shower. Yeah. Because there was nobody around. Because there was no one around. And yeah. it just felt. And so outside you could, you know, there was jungle outside. Yeah. And it just, it was an incredible experience to yeah. have. It was just so calming. And the ocean was 10 minute walk away. Yeah. And that there wasn't a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a very populated little town. Yeah, tiny little town had a had a fairly nice resort there, and then a few properties like this, and that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. it was a tiny little place, and and that was something to to consciously reject the party culture of New oh, Year's yeah. Eve. It was a very with, different New Year's with Eve. With the overpriced food and the sloppy mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and the dumbass party hats and the, you know, that yeah. that kind of shit. And you and I spent the evening, we wrote. Yeah, we wrote each other letters. We wrote each other letters about yeah. what we loved about the other person. Mm-hmm. And we had two, like an upper deck and a lower deck. So you were up there with your cigar and your... And your drink, yeah, your cocktail, and I was on the lower deck with my wine, yeah, and uh, it was. It's one of my favorite photos actually I've ever taken. Is if you're looking for that photo, everybody, just scroll through our Instagram. Was oh, it? And did you'll you, find have it. you posted on the Instagram? I have, yeah. Yeah, I climbed through the rafters and took a picture of yeah. you writing. Yeah. So if yeah, if you want to know where that is, just go ahead and and look at our Instagram, and it's it. There's a little. A little Easter egg nugget in there for comment me. if you, comment if you found it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that was that was huge. And then this year, 
not being able to travel the way we normally like to. Yeah, especially um, in the summertime. COVID has added a lot of extra stress to everybody's lives. Yes. And we were like, you know, we need to just go somewhere to get away from the constant environmental noise, COVID noise, just the regular routine. Yeah. And having an opportunity to come out here um, and be in awe of the mountains and the lakes. Mm-hmm. And the trees and the mm-hmm. sky and the air has been like I, there. There is no medicine on the planet that can do. No, the smell what of a forest. Like, no, oh, man, there's what, nothing like it. You had a word for that. It's very verdant. Yes, and even the it's way it's life. set up. You were talking about like how there's different places um, on the planet that seem to think more about the impact of nature and the nature pill on the inhabitants of that town. Mm-hmm. And so the little town that we're in, it it doesn't have a sidewalk next to the street. It has a winding trail yeah. with two or three, like a, a, a border of two or three trees deep yeah. that separates people walking from the traffic. Yeah, yeah. And, and last town. night there were people bike riding and oh, walking yeah. their dogs and doing all sorts of stuff yeah, and it was, and, yeah it was busy but not overwhelming and it was lovely and you and i don't have that where i live and i was like i wish i had that that would be amazing i would do a lot more walking if that's <laughs> the case instead of walking on a sidewalk right like yeah exactly just, yeah yeah so so i think that there's good science that backs all this up if you are finding that it's it's getting a little overwhelming for you get outside try and find Mm -hmm. places even just to spend a half an hour i know a lot of people especially while it's still summer if they're back at work they take their little bag lunch and they go somewhere yeah go outside go outside go go find you know spread a blanket somewhere sit down breathe put some sunscreen on yes make sure you put some sunscreen on and make sure you're distancing yes but rarely is that a bad idea and if there's a place that you can be close to water, a mm. lot of people find that really, really That's soothing. That's my thing. Yeah. Yeah, water for sure. Yeah. Water noises, being in water. Yeah. Water in a forest, man, double whammy. Like I said, that, 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 that waterfall today was really quite something. And, and we'll probably be posting a couple of pictures. Yeah. I did take, it was like, there's like some meditation app that gives you like, just watch this for 15 seconds. And so I was taking like 15 second videos of, moving water the running water yeah Yeah, i'll post that for you guys (laughs) because even you know and and there's all kinds of apps on your phone that you can get nature sounds to go to sleep to or white noise type stuff yeah to run to run in your in your house if any of you have a home assistant you know that's something that you can run on there like yeah try and ask them see what they come up with try what like ask them they'll they'll play it Oh, they'll just play it if you yeah, ask them. Yeah, if you've to? got Google or Amazon or Apple, if you ask them, like, play me ocean like, noises. Like, and, I love rain and thunderstorms. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll find stuff for you yeah. for sure. Yeah, like yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, try it and see, try it and, and see what it does for you. Walk barefoot, lie in the grass. Yeah, as much as possible where it's safe to do it. Like you don't want to yeah. be walking I mean, on you needles don't, yeah. and stuff like I that. Mean, but you don't want to be. Yeah. But yeah, walk. Well, 
barefoot on grass or sand or in mm. a forest where you're sure you're not going to step on anything negative that's a good there was one beach on one of our trips which one tortuga bay oh in the galapagos yeah white sand beaches it wasn't just a white sand beach it's like sugar it no it was like flour like flour oh even finer than sugar yeah it was like white flour yeah. and it it was absolutely like walking everybody there was a trail into it yeah and then we all took our shoes off our guide was like you can take your shoes off there's no like there there's is nothing no you're garbage. not gonna step on anything no there, there yeah. is no garbage the island of santa cruz in the galapagos yeah absolutely amazing now there is a government that gives a shit about all of their nature pills <laughs> man that the you talk about the off factor there Diving, diving in that marine environment. There, I've been diving all over the world, and I've never been in any marine ecosystem that appears as healthy as that ecosystem. Is that right, eh? Yeah, like to come up and and surface into a school of like literally, I lost count in the thousands of pompano, just these big silver fish that are around, wow. and to see you know hundreds or dozens of, of hammerhead hammerhead sharks yeah, in an area. Wow. Like I went on a dive and I saw forty hammerheads schooling, and I thought like. I thought that was the best thing ever. And the other group from our boat had 200 hammerheads with them. Yeah. And you just, and and you think you know what that's like until you're surrounded by that much mass around you. And they're completely harmless and nothing to worry about. And this is the thing, that awe factor, I feel like the more, the more nature that you experience, the deeper of an appreciation you have for it. And just, and it, and it makes you, it simplifies my brain a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Where there's just, it's sometimes like feeling like you have 18 million tabs open Mm. all the time. Mm -hmm. You get out into nature and it's like closing all those tabs up Mm -hmm. and you just have it. And and I think that's where that, that focus benefit comes from. Yeah. Where it just erases everything else. And I mean, obviously if you're, if you're going by yourself, you should have your phone with you. Sure, for emergencies. But try and put it away. Get a smartwatch that has phone functionality <laughs> on it. And then you can just take that out with you. Track your walk. And also, if you need to make a phone call, you can that's make a phone the call. Only, that's the only advantage that I see for myself. Yeah, there's not enough reasons yet to get be uh, an Apple Watch. No, but yeah. it's, it's, it's getting better. It's getting there. Getting Not there. having to bring my phone places would be so great. First, the Apple Watch. I don't want to wear a bra. I don't want to carry a purse. I just want. I just, just want to walk away just, from my house. Just an Apple Watch and headphones. And, yeah. And then. Well, not even that. If I'm going out to the trail. Yeah. Not even that. See, it's a slippery slope. First, it's an Apple Watch, and then it's marriage. Yeah, it's- oh, stop! <laughs> so, um, so if you can't travel. Yeah. Um, what are some of the, what are some apps or, or things that people can use to find places around them where they can go? So here in Canada, the app that I used uh, today was a really cool map called Topo Maps Canada. Mm-hmm. We'll throw uh, we'll throw a link in there so you can download it on the Apple Store, anyways. Topo Maps Canada, and it was very cool because it gives you all these topographical maps, and you just download the area that you're in, and it has all the trails marked on it. And it was super helpful for us today because we ended up on a loop that was going to be very difficult and very very long, and we wanted to turn around. And because we'd kind of been dropping breadcrumbs, we were able to <laughs> digitally 
we were able to just follow that back down. I, I think that's probably the coolest feature is that it shows you where you've been. Yeah. So if you just want to turn around and backtrack, you can do that. Yeah. Like it shows you the trail and then it mm. also shows you where you've been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, as useful as the topographic maps are, clearly you and I are not um, geographically savvy <laughs> enough to realize that it's fucking straight up. Because it's funny because I showed you the map, right? I was like, have you, you've read topo maps before, right? Topographical maps? You're like, mm. yeah. And then I explained it, and you're like, "So you're just gonna explain it to me anyway?" So I was like, "All right, cool, I won't then." And and then and then you were like, "How much?" And I'm like, "I don't know, like another fifteen hundred meters till we get." And you're like, "Ah!" Oh. I'm like, "I showed you the map. Like you saw all those rings. Like you didn't know where we were going either." I, look. Also, there's an app called All Trails. Yeah, All Trails. And I'm not. I'm pretty sure they have it in the states as well. Yeah, and yeah. You can they, just, they have you it can just search up your area, yeah. and it'll it'll give you that kind of stuff. Yeah. Also, any of your municipal websites are going to give you um, places around that have trails or waterfalls or anything like that. So you can check that out. Yeah. Um, or this is this is the time to do a little bit of hyper-local travel. Yeah, and it's especially useful, back to what you were just saying about the local municipal apps, they'll tell you a lot about what's open and what's mm. not open yep. and also how protocols might have changed right. in, in given everything that's going on. So I it's mean, quite useful to check that bring out. Bring a mask everywhere you go. Never hurts. Never hurts. But And and also I think that idea of hyper-local travel, our, our travel isn't super hyper-local. I mean, it's within our own country, which is That's local cool. for us. It is local for us. But, compared to previous trips. But the idea of stimulating your local economy and supporting mm-hmm. small local businesses and restaurants and, and stuff like that. That's that's always a good thing, especially during this time. But I'd like to stimulate more Alberta breweries, but they're just doing a <laughs> terrible job of it. So Oh my God. Please please address the hate mail to Dante because yep. info at cheating on Send it my way. I would be happy. And show me why I shouldn't be hating on Alberta craft beer. Because yeah. what compared is the best to Ontario time? and BC I'm not impressed. Not so much, huh? No, especially no. not in the Rockies. Okay. It's too watery? I don't know what it is. No. I don't know. It's that, it's that glacial water something. It's, I don't know. I wish I knew. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? Go outside. Just go outside. Breathe some fresh air. Yeah. Take your kids with you or your significant other or even just go on your own. And this isn't an excuse to go and listen to a podcast like ours or music or something go no. and listen to the noises listen to our podcast and in then the car on the way over right. and then, and then shut that shit off and go and listen to the birds call shut that high quality podcast entertainment <laughs> that you're listening to off and then go out mm-hmm. and listen and then to listen that. to the rest of it on the way home yes absolutely yeah go outside be in nature so if you are looking for the Easter egg nugget nugget New Year's Eve photo you hmm. can find us at cheating on fear on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. And you can also visit our website at cheating on, uh, no, cheatingonfear.com. www.cheatingonfear.com. And our email we've already given you because that's where you're sending the hate mail to Dante. If you live in Alberta. If you if you are an mm-hmm. Alberta craft brewer, craft beer brewer, and you are unhappy with his assessment of your products, <laughs> please I'm go looking ahead at you, Grizzly Paw. <laughs> They make great pop, though. Yeah, their pop is amazing. Their beer... Pop is really eh. good, yeah. And their food is pretty good, yeah. Their food is really good. Yeah, actually, it was pretty good. it was really good. I'll see you next time. All right, thanks, Pete. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.